hey, 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 shorty's back, just about. So I've been ill, so I missed last week's podcast, even though the week before that I was excited because of the commitment that I'd shown. Um, but really and truly, I did negotiate with the Grim Reaper and I said, not this time. I've just started a podcast. No, you are not taking me. You're not taking me. Um, I've got to build up this podcast and the Green Reaper didn't say anything back to me and just kind of like tossed his head like kind of thing and then walked up my room. So I'm here, but I have got a little bit of froggy at the bottom of my throat and I think it suffers from dwarfism because it's finding it hard to just jump out from my esophagus and to hurl out of my mouth and land wherever it wants to land. So it's really trying its best, but not trying hard enough. It's not putting the elbow grease in. It's not saying, where's a trampoline? Give me a trampoline because I need to jump out. No, it's not using its initiative. It's not being creative. It's just jumping, just jumping, just jumping. So even as I'm talking to you, I did cough before I started, so I think it's gone to sleep. Um, But I'm sure at some point it will start, like, jumping again and it'll be at the back of my throat or somewhere halfway between that and my esophagus. But it's really annoying because it's like an unwanted friend, you know? It's like, get out my face. Get out my life. What is still there? You know, get out. Um, but yeah, so anyway, uh, I haven't been out much because I've been nursing my plague or influenza. Um, it was, it wasn't bad, 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 but to other people, I made it out like I was dying. Um, but it wasn't bad, bad, bad. It was just annoying, you know, because it was like when I sleep, I need to be able to breathe with both my nostrils. So only having one nostril to breathe from was annoying. And that whistling sound the, no- the nose makes, that whistling sound, so, it's like you can't sleep. It's just so annoying. And then... Towards the end, uh, I started having a sore throat from hell, could hardly swallow, lost my voice to the happiness of most people. But to me, it was like, well, I've lost my voice and I've got a lot to say. And, you know, people were happy. Um, So I was communicating mostly by text. But it reminded me, like always, whenever I... If I'm not allowed to speak which pisses me off because I love to talk. So when I'm not allowed to speak, or if I can't speak because I've got a cold, I like, that's when I remember that, ah, yeah, as soon as 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 I've recovered, I'm going to learn sign language. Because I've always wanted to learn sign language, like years and years and years ago. I'm talking about Joan of Arc times. I wanted to learn sign language. It was, because to me, it's like, cool, 
you know, I know it sounds bad because, you know, people who are deaf, that's the only means of, of um, communicating. And there's me saying it's cool. I know it sounds wrong, but when people say to me, like, why do you want to learn sign language? I tell them this story I'm about to tell you now. So when I was at boarding school, um, we had a lot of children from Hong Kong. So, like always, when you meet people who have a completely different language to yourself, I was like, you know, not just me, but everyone was like, oh, teach us, teach us words, teach us words. So, you know, they started teaching us words like, you know, I don't know, chair, ball. And I was like, no, teach us words. I want to know the swear words. And I was like, so they're teaching us words. And I was like, what does that mean? Bitch, what does that mean? Fuck. And I'm like, nah, teach us swear words. And that's when, like, I was taking that in. And I think this is where I went wrong with education. I think that's what teachers need to do is make it exciting. Make it look like it's something major. Then we'll take, then we'll take it in. Because I've learned French at school. I've learned German at school. Do I remember it now? No. No, not at all. Um, but swear words, you never forget. So, so at school, I learnt the swear words, everything, blah, blah, blah. Many years later, fast forward, fast forward, years and years and years and years later, I'm with a group of friends. We're at a Chinese restaurant, a Chinese buffet in uh, Chinatown. And... Um, we were there with a party of about 10, 15, I can't remember, but there was loads of people. And it was a small, tiny restaurant. Uh, they're still there, Mr. Wu. Yeah. And it was cheap and cheerful. So we always went there, me and my friends. And I think it was like £5 at the time, or maybe £4.50. I think it was £4.50. Anyway, anyway. Probably still is today, who knows. But anyway, so we were all there and, you know, like buffets, the trick is to eat and then to rest and then to go for the second portion and then to rest. But the rest, don't take it, don't take the piss and have a rest for an hour. You take a rest for about, I don't know, 15 minutes, 10 minutes, you know, whatever. So when you're in a large group and everyone's doing the same technique, where you'd be probably an hour and a half with, if you're just the two of you, 10, 15 people, I think we were in there for hours, hours. I'm talking about three, four, I have no idea because we're chatting a lot because we're excited because we're going to a club after. And um, so we were just chatting, chatting, chatting. And the waitress, there's one waitress who kept looking at us and you could see she was angry anyway. So, but anyway, we didn't let that, let that phase us. So we were chatting away, laughing loud. I had the love, loudest laugh, but for some reason, everything was funny. Um, then she, the waitress said, you know, are you ready for the bill? And we were kind of like, no. So she went away. And again, we were like laughing, joking. Because looking back now, it was a small restaurant. Yes, we were clogging up the tables, right? But... At the time, it was, we were relaxed, we were having fun, we were going to pay, you know what I mean? So it was like, what's the deal, you know? So anyway, the same waitress then comes round again, but now she's standing between me and my friend. So 
I had my back to her. So then she was like, do, you know, do you want the bill? Like, bill. Like, very aggressive. And I was just like, oh, dear gosh. And then my friend goes, no, we're not ready. And then she went, oh, like a big sigh. I, I felt, I felt the hurricane, like, just touch my face, the side of my face. Um, lucky enough, she didn't have bad breath, but I was like, uh-oh, uh-oh. So this man comes to her. I don't know if it was her boss or whatever. So he comes up to her, and they're still, be they're still behind me and my friend. And they were, and I, again, I can't speak Cantonese, as in generally speaking, I can swear at you, but I can't, I don't know the language. So I'll just assume what happened. I think he came over to her and said, why are these girls still at the table? I told you to get rid of them. She probably said, I've told them, but they're not going. And then I think he must have said, well, they need to go. You know, they need to go. We've got people waiting outside, blah, blah, blah. Now, when it comes to things like this, I kind of take the piss. Because I'll even eat slower. I'll even eat slower. Even if I'm full, like ready to throw up, I will chew slower. I will chew so slow that you would just think I'm taking a piss, which I am. But anyway, so then she replied to him this long sentence. I don't think he even had a comma. Definitely have a full stop because she just went on a roll. So she was, I think she was like fed up with him asking or whatever. Anyway, she went on this long tirade of, an, of a thing. And then I heard key words. And I heard key phrases. So I was like, okay, wait one second. So then I did, like, you know, like how models do when they turn their heads? I did that. I was like, whoosh. And I was facing, because I was sitting down. So I was facing her belly. So I had to look up. So I cocked my head up. And then I went and it was, it was as if I was speaking in tongues. Because I went through this whole Cantonese swear words of I've no idea and there were some words I surprised myself on and this went on for about 75 seconds because I was ready I wanted to get every single word that I'd been taught when I was younger out and it was all coming out I was saying it loud and proud and when I'd finished the waitress her jaw was on the floor like, literally, she was like, oh. The man, it was like he'd been frozen. And he just literally just stood there looking at me. Not jaw on floor. Not what the fuck. None of that. He just looked at me. And I sat down, flicked my hair, sat down and looked at my friends. And they were also looking at me with jaw on the floor. And... They and then the whole silence broke. I think even the restaurant. I think I must have been. I've got a loud voice anyway, so my voice must have carried. But maybe the restaurant also stopped talking as well. I've no idea. But 
I remember looking at my friends and they were like, what the hell just happened? What were you saying? Because they didn't, they didn't go to the same school as me. So I was like, I, speak, I can speak Cantonese. Okay, I can only swear. Oh, I can, I can count from one to six. Yeah, you some say them lot. See, there you go. And I was, and they were like, what? I could, yeah, I just cussed them out. Oh my gosh. And they were still standing there. They hadn't said a word to each other. Then, the, then that's, when, that's when the guy just walked off. He just shimmied away. And the waitress was like, do you girls want some drink? And it was just so, like, we all burst out laughing because it was just so funny how suddenly, oh, now you want to treat us like real customers. Jeez. But I was like, nah. Because to me, it's like, if I've disrespected you, your mom and, you know, everyone in your family, you know, everything about your vagina, your breasts, everything. If, I'm, if, I, if I've gone to that level, I can't accept for you to bring me anything because I don't, I won't trust it. So um, I'm just naturally like that as a person anyway. So it's not, I'm not saying that this restaurant would do it. It's just me as a person. So I was like, no, lucky enough, my friends also said no. Um, so yeah, so with we're going back to the sign language, I've always wanted to be able to know it because it would be interesting to know that, you know, if, if people are speaking sign language you know, on the street or wherever, and you're near them and then suddenly they start talking about you and then you go in then like you finish it off the conversation that'd be so cool that'd be so cool and then also you know when you're ill you can kind of like use a sign language but no one will understand you because they don't know sign language but you can kind of say okay I'm gonna befriend somebody that does and then you've got someone to talk to. So therefore, you, I'm able to communicate 24-7, no matter how ill I am. So that would be cool. Um, so where have I been this week? So, ooh, oh yeah, last week, uh, I had to drag my weary carcass, even though I was quite ill. Went to Kew Gardens, Christmas at Kew, to see the lighting. Um, very interesting lighting. Uh, so I had to go into the straight to the box office because I got I was on the guest list, so I got complimentary entry. And when we were shown to the security tables, because they had like tables there, and there was like two security guards to a table. Then you had other security just floating around in their high vis jackets. Now, it wasn't crowded at the security table. So if you were the event management, you would have been probably crapping yourself to think, oh, gosh, this event's not going as good as it is. But no, 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 it is because outside there was a queue that wouldn't end. It was, there was the longest queue I've ever seen, but it moves, it moves. I think they were letting people block by block, like kind of thing. So, so the security could do their thorough security checks. So anyway, um, so... We were ushered to the security table because I had a bag, my friend had a bag. So I opened up my bag as, as instructed and the lady took this tiny, tiny, tiny flash torch. When I say tiny, it's the one that you'd probably put on your key ring. And so the light wasn't that great on it. And she, I opened up the flap because of other security checks, like you, I've had at uh, 
you know, other places like, uh, what do you call it, the Christmas market in Leicester Square, they practically empty your bag out. So I was like, oh, gosh, now I've got to empty my bag out. My bag's got so much stuff. So I opened the flat. She literally went, zoom. That was the speed she flashed her torch. And I wouldn't say it was in my bag. She just did it so that if her supervisor was there, he'd see that she's done it. And then she's like, okay, you can go through. And I thought, okay, because another security guard kind of next to us, I thought, okay, he's the one that's going to dissect my bag. So I didn't even put my bag on, on me just at that point. And then he's like, no, no, go, 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 go. And I was like, what? And even my friend with a rucksack, same thing happened to him. Nothing, no empty your bag. We're going to see what's this and this or why are you carrying this bottle of water or Nothing like that. And normally I'm very much the kind of person where it's like, well, if anything happens, it happens. It's just you into the wrong place at the wrong time. Or, you know, we can't let, we can't live in fear. Let's just carry on. Normally I'm like that. But for some reason, because their security check was so bad and poor, it actually made me feel uncomfortable, but I didn't leave. But it made me feel uncomfortable. You know, I mean, my friend was sort of saying that, wow, this, if you want to bring in something, this is a place to bring it at because there's no one checking. But, you know, it's good that the, you know, people are being employed. It's great, you know. But it's, it was worrying because especially the fact that the trail that you walk through to see the lights, it's in the dark. You know, you're only light is the lighting of the exhibitions that you're seeing so it was pretty much darkness so you know Kew Gardens you need to step up your game a bit but anyway going through the trail there the night lights were nice uh, especially the trees and the and the mysterious like mystical trees the old ones and stuff and um but if you ever go there it's closed now but if you ever go to it if it's there next year Take a drink with you, especially if you're not alcoholic like me. I don't drink alcohol because I tell you what, if you drink alcohol, you like your mulled drinks, like the mulled wines. Every two steps you make, there's a place that sells mulled wine. You walk two steps, another place that's mulled wine, mulled wine, mulled wine. Sweet shop, I don't eat sweets. I only like chocolate, milk and white chocolate, that is. And sweet shops, sweet shops. So it's like, oh, okay, so if you're, if you like your drink, if you haven't got diabetes and have a sweet tooth, it's a good place to go because those were the, all the things that you saw on your journey on the trail. As you get towards the middle of the middle-ish of the trail, that's when you see a sign saying um, that they had like, oh, what do you call it? You know, like fairground attraction stuff. Not, not a lot, but they had a few for kids. And then they had food stalls. So like, your sausage, sausage, ah, see, my stutter's coming back. The sausage, I didn't see, I didn't have to say that word. All I wanted to say was hot dog. Do you see what I mean? It's like, I know I've got the stutter. It's a family trait. And they said it was a concert. And that's one word I can't say. But I didn't even need to use that word. All I had to say was hot dog. Hot dog. Yes, yeah, so they had hot dogs, hamburgers, pork in a bun thing. That looked quite nice. Um, the food wasn't as great as... Uh, 
Hyde Park, that Winter Wonderland. It wasn't as great as that. Same price range, though. Quite expensive. But, yeah, it, you know. Um, so, after that, carried on walking. And then, in the walks, we were quite thankful we hadn't paid for the tickets. Because the lights were great. They were nice to look at. You know, it had a very much a romantic feel to it. I think if you were with your partner, your spouse, you would probably have appreciated more than if you're a singleton like myself because it's got that romantic feel to it. It's the perfect place for you to get on one knee and say, yeah, yeah, would you marry me? Yeah, cool. Right, right, fine. You know, uh, but towards the end... I'm not going to spoil it. And one of my resolutions, which I don't stick to, that's why I don't make them, but I'm just saying for the sake of this podcast, one of my resolutions is try not to spoil things for people by explaining too much. But towards the end, where the river is, river, lake, canal, I don't know. This is water. Um, and it's opposite, I think, a hotel or a restaurant, wherever it's a big building. There's a really nice display they put on and we were transfixed at our spot just in awe of the display um and I kept saying to my friend that you know it'd be so hard to describe what we're witnessing it's just so beautiful so amazing and it's the kind of thing you probably may never see again in your lifetime unless you go back to Kew Gardens but it was worth it not the price they were selling the tickets at but it was worth paying I said £12.50 I think he said £10 like what would pay to see that but it was a very nice display and when I was watching it a lot of emotions came to me I was reflecting mostly on my life really and at one point one thought I had, if I tell you everything, then it will become a therapy session and I don't know if I get sectioned. But one thing that did come to my mind, I thought, oh, the choices I've made in life. I could have been behind that project. I could have been where they'll come to me and say, look, we need a really good design for our last piece at Christmas Garden, whatever, Christmas at Kew. And I would have been like, oh, I'm working on this new invention. Um, I'll do it for you, you know. How much are you going to charge? No, 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 I'll do it for free, it's Christmas. I'll do it for free. And I would have, like, designed what I saw. It was so amazing, so, so, so amazing. Um, but it's, it was, it, that part was good. And it was good they put it at the very end because we talked about it as we left. And then went on the train, waiting for a train for 21 minutes. And then at West Hampstead, waiting for a train for 19 minutes. So we did talk about it. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so, today I went out for the first time with good health-ish. And I just thought to myself... Since you're the podcast, am I attracting things for me to discuss? You know, I'm I'm literally seeing things that now that I never used to notice before. 
um, or maybe I did notice them, but just dismissed them. Like, for example, today in a post office, some guy was shouting at his wife, basically saying, you know, I know this is off topic, but he was just basically saying, like, um, I don't love you anymore. And I, she's not my girlfriend. Just because I don't love you doesn't mean she's my girlfriend. And I was thinking, awkward, awkward. And uh, anyway, I left the post office, walking my merry way, went somewhere else. And the guy was behind me in the queue. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. And I kept thinking that poor woman or man, you know, someone out there is, like, sobbing and crying. Their whole life has changed, you know, just because somebody just falls out of love. It's sad. It was sad. It was sad when I thought about it. But at the time when I heard it, you know, I was listening. Um, and what I've noticed as well is the begging in the streets, especially in St. Albans High Street. It's increasing. It's sad, but it's kind of a nuisance in a way. Because I, I mean, call me harsh, call me what you like, but I don't like giving money to beggars. If a beggar said to me, you know, can you give me a sandwich? I'll get you a sandwich or something. I'd rather give you that. But yeah, you see them when they're sitting on the floor. Some are walking around. The ones that sit on the floor don't bother me as much because you're not in my personal space. Like I can cross, I can walk around you kind of thing. You're not in my space. But it's sad to see and horrible to see. But the ones that walk and beg, that's the ones where you're always like, whoa, you're in my space. I'm from London. I'm streetwise, you know. But for anyone that's not neither streetwise or from London or whatever, I think it's very intimidating. Um, uh, oh, before I forget. Oh, so I went to Tesco's today. <sighs> right. I, you know, you got the checkouts, the self-checkouts and you got the checkouts. So normally I tend to go for the checkouts because the checkouts to me is, okay, you've had this stress of looking for something and then you've looked around places. Maybe, you've, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm even sort of like, you know, uh, casually looking. And then when I get the till, I look at, I look at my basket, I'm thinking, oh, I don't need that. Oh, I don't need that. Oh, it's too late. I can't turn it back. I can't take it back. People might think I look poor or something. You know, I can't take it back. So, but normally I prefer going to the checkouts because with the checkouts, it's very much teamwork. And with the teamwork, you're dealing with a team member you don't know, but you know where each other stands, you know your role. So you empty your, your basket one at a time, they zap it through, and then you put it into your bag or your trolley, like for me, trolley. And that's it, you go. You know, the bonus is if they say, hi or how's your day or is it still raining outside when you have a bit of small talk that's a bit of a bonus sometimes it's like please don't talk to me but sometimes it's a bonus you know um but today i thought oh it's a bit of a cue for the checkouts the self-checkouts there's a little bit of a cue but there's all the practically all the self-checkouts were open so i thought okay let me let me brave it. It's 2018, for goodness sake. Let me brave it. So, this is how this is why I don't like to use the self-checkouts. It's because the pressure. I love being under pressure, but the pressure for the self-checkouts is on another level. So, this is how I see it. So there was someone in front of me 
right? One person in front of me before that person gets to, it's their turn. So what I tend to do is to do little stretches so that people don't see I'm doing it, but I'm actually doing it. So I do the neck, do my legs, do my shoulders a bit because this is going to be a race. Because when it's my turn, you know on a 100 meter race when they get on the floor, you've got your, the stance which is on your marks, the other stance which is your get set and the go when it's like a zoom. So that's why I like to prepare beforehand. So when, I'm, when there's one person in front of me, I start doing the stretches like, mm -hmm, yep, 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 say hi to my fans, everything, yeah, 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 wear my country colours, blah, 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 blah. And then that person goes in front of me and I'm like, shit. So that's your on your marks. So that's where now your eyes are darting at each, each, like, checkout, self-checkout to see who's empty. Okay, that guy over there, he's paying by card, right? Okay, fine. So now that guy's there, he's paying by cash. Uh-oh, uh-oh, that person on there is like, looks like they're about to go. So your eyes are darting everywhere because there's a bit, there's a, there's a really weird pressure with the self-checkouts. It's the fact that everyone does it, I think. You know, tell me you don't do it. I'll call you a liar. You're, you're just, you, it's like you have to go. So as soon as a person leaves, you have to dart it to that desk till self-checkout thing. So I'm there, like, I, if, if, if there was a bomb that went off, I wouldn't have heard it. If, if, if anything, if anything was happening around me, a world war, I would not acknowledge it because my eyes and my ears are focused on the free till that's about to come up. And I've got about four, four options of tills coming up any minute now. And then suddenly I see this woman... She didn't, she didn't even, wasn't in my fore. I don't know how she did it, but she was getting her bags ready. And she just, you know that little, when you, when your, your feet don't move, but your body turns, that little half pirouette thing. That's when you go. That's the go. You don't wait for the person to start walking. It's when that top half has motioned. So, because if you would do it before that... You're waiting for them. That's rude. Because if you did that to me, that's rude. Um, so you've got to time it right. And the, the time that I've got is when the body's half twisting. So that's when it's like, zoom. So by the time I get there, they're already like a step forward. And then you're like, whew, jeez, whew. But you've got no time to like, whew, jeez. You haven't got no time for that. Because... Now you've got to scan your items. So I use a trolley. I don't use the bags. So I've got self-inflicted pressure because there's another pressure coming up, another pressure point coming up. So you're scanning the items. You put it on the bit where the plastic bags are, but I don't use a plastic bag, so I'm piling it on there. It's like, do, do, do. Press finish. Then it asks for my club card. Get the club card out. And then um, put my card details in, my card thingy, blah, 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 blah. And then this is where the pressure starts. I have to get all my groceries in that trolley within a split second. No, split second's too long. 
faster the speed of light. Because not many people use the trolleys, right? So I know the person that's about to give me the baton because now it's not a 100 meter race. Now we're doing relay. So I have to pass the baton to the next person, the baton being the checkout. But I don't want them to come prematurely because I still got to unload all this shit into my trolley. Now here I am throwing things in. Before in my in my basket, even unloading it when I was being the do 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 do, I've been very careful. Put the heavies here, da, 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 da. but because of that pressure, I don't have time to think about what's heavy at the bottom and you know light stuff at the top. I'm throwing things in, throwing. The, I've got to do it faster than the speed of light. It's an unwritten rule. But anyway, managed to do it. Do my little swivel before, and I look back. I always look back everywhere I go. I look back, like even if I sit down in a bar or something, I'll always look back, just because I've forgotten something. So I always look back, check if I've forgotten something, but that person's already now in the middle of their little do-do-do-do-do-do. So to me, I just think, you know what, if, it's, if I've forgotten something there, you know, maybe it's not that important, who knows. But I always check if I've got my card, because that's the one I don't want to forget in there. But yeah, and then you come out, and you kind of feel that, that sense of achievement, like, yeah! Yeah, I came, I saw, I conquered. I can do anything right now. If I could survive that, I can survive anything. So up yours, Grim Reaper. So you come out and then uh, go past the beggars and stuff. And, you know, and I remember thinking to myself today when I was like coming out and I was walking past a beggar and I thought... They said to me, you know, instead of saying, give me some change, they said, oh, can you get me a sandwich? I would go back into the store and get them a sandwich. I'll even use the self-checkout because it's all about the love. I'll even use the self-checkout and go through all of that ordeal again just to give that person a sandwich. But no, my luck, I probably give them the wrong flavour. But yeah, but still. Um, so that's really it. Uh, hope everyone had an amazing New Year's and Christmas. Um, New Year's didn't do anything. I never really do anything for New Year's Eve night. Uh, I had a lot of offers to go out and do things, but I don't know. Sometimes like I think my friends don't listen to me when I talk, talk to them because every year I'm always the same. Hey, let's go out. Come with me and my friends. Let's go here. Let's go there. Ooh. No one say no. I don't want to go out. Why? And the same thing every year. I don't like to do hopscotch with pavement pizza. And they're like, what? And I say the same phrase each time. I don't do hopscotch with pavement pizza. They're like, what? I, go, I don't do vomit. Jeez, let me say the word and like feed my phobia. And they're like, oh, come on. I'm like, nope, seriously, I don't do vomit. Um, I've been out a few times in my lifetime on New Year's Eve night and I've witnessed taxi drivers puking, people just puking, puke, 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 puke. I don't do vomit and, you know, and people are like, oh no, we won't go to a club. We'll just go, we'll park up close. I'm like, you know what? It's not even like the parking. It's like anything. With me, I've got a very curious nature. I know I hate vomit. 
and I've got a phobia of looking at it, hearing it, seeing it, smelling it, or anything to do with it. And I know I will be that person in the car. I'll be quiet. People will be like, you're right, you're right. I'll be like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. You're right. And I know I'm fine. Because I don't, and they will annoy me because they're disturbing me. Because you know what I'm like? I'm like that little kid in the back seat that's peering their eyes through the window. Do you know what I'm looking for? Puke. I'm looking for puke so I can freak out in the car. And I know I'm going to see it. You know, even the other day on Saturday, I was in St. Albans Market, minding my own business. I had such a good day because I got what I wanted, except for the chicken, because there was no chicken. Thank you very much. Who the hell's eating chicken? And... I was walking, walking in that bit in the centre where they're doing some uh, renovations. I, think, I don't know if it's going to be a museum, but right, right in the centre, near Boots. Somebody had puked. And I remember I was walking and I looked at it. And when I go past puke, I have to hold my breath. I don't want to smell it. And I remember, the thing is, when I look at it, I'm fixated on it. I can't see anything else around me. I'm looking, looking, I'm walking, I'm looking, and looking. Is it, people would probably think that I'm having a conversation, like telepathically, because I'm literally intensely looking at this, I can't take my eyes for it for some, some reason, and I'm so disgusted, and I'm just thinking bad thoughts, the person that puked, and in there, there was, I think it was egg, and I don't know, I don't know, it was egg-based, or yellow-based, or custard-based, who knows, but it was really foul, and that ruined my whole day. So my day was ruined. So on that note of puke, um, I hope you all had a pukey New Year's Eve night if you went out, if you stayed in and got drunk, I had a pukey day, and then you had the hangover the next day. Um, so, but we'll be back next week. This is Shorty. I'm just a customer. <laughs>